the majority of them were first generation college students, which is kind of like the theme that we saw when we were getting a hold of all these names. We interviewed more than five people, but it was very hard to narrow it down to, to just five because everybody had these great stories to tell. Um, eventually, we ended up just kind of cherry picking um, the very unique ones that, you know, you know, didn't overlap all too much with the other ones. Like with Ashley Gonzalez, she's from FSU. She's a first generation. Her parents are Colombian immigrants. And she kind of like always knew she was going to go to college. With Jeanette, um, she's from UCF. She is kind of like the story that we were most like kind of surprised by. She's a 35-year-old mother of three who um, aged out of the foster care system when she was younger, went to college and failed, and then is now back at college and, you know, kind of rediscovered herself and she wants to work towards being a superintendent. So I thought that was wonderful in the stories that, that we chose. Um, a lot of them were also figuring themselves out um, with Yasmin from UF, she had a hard time finding what major she wanted to be um, just because she knew she always had to go to college. It was just figuring out what she had a passion for. Um, and we we saw that a lot, a lot with the other students that we interviewed that didn't make it to the list. A lot of them were like, we don't know what we wanted to do. And kind of their first few years as a first generation college students were just figuring themselves out and I think one of the biggest quotes that can describe some of these stories is in um, Yasmin's um, story. She says that it's very easy for first-generation students like herself to allow others' projections and insecurities to kind of dictate their choices. You always have this pressure that you have to be great. And she chose being an English major, which sometimes is not seen as like the best thing, but is something that she really is passionate about and something that can, she can see herself like working in. So as you mentioned earlier, a big defining factor of this year's graduates is that their college experience was cut off halfway through. Um, so if they're, if they're all traditional four-year students, um, they would have, the pandemic would have started while they were sophomores. Um, so <clears throat> that made for a very, difficult transition into the latter half of their college experience. How did the pandemic factor into their educational journeys? Right, so surprisingly, a lot of these students that we talked to kind of took advantage or just kind of like pivoted their goals during the pandemic. One of the more like <laughs> encompassing ones is um, Carrington Wiggum. She's from FAMU, she's like a legacy <laughs> rattler. And she, she spoke about how um, the pandemic kind of shifted her perspective. She no longer had to do her campaigns because she was a um, the student body president. And before that, she was in the SGA committees and stuff. So before she got into that, she needed to adjust. Um, and because everything was on Zoom, she says a lot more things were accessible. Like she was on talks with the mayor of Atlanta, like from Tallahassee, like she didn't have those like commuting boundaries or like geographical boundaries, if you will. In other stories, people were a little sad that their college experience was a little tainted. Um, it was like one of the questions we asked was like, do you have any regrets or would you have done anything differently? And a lot of the things that we came across were these students kind of really 
felt sad that the pandemic happened during their college years, but ultimately they they had the mentality of like everything happens for a reason. Another question I had was that all of the students that ended up in your story are either people of color or immigrants. How do their identities or their experiences as immigrants inform their educational journey and what they decided to do with their college education? Right, so I think um, that was a very good point to highlight. I think that in terms of the, the first generation immig- like children of immigrants, um, because I myself am a child of immigrants and I'm an immigrant myself, I was born outside of the country and I'm a first generation as well. I kind of resonated with some of these stories and it was easy for me to understand their perspective. Um, there's a lot of pressure to, to be like the person to get out of like this generational cycle of, of you have to succeed. And Ashley from FSU, she had a great quote and she was saying how as a child of immigrants, there's always one thing you, there's always one that you know is the person that has to show the face for the family, has to do something and has to sustain the family in the future. And I was always that kid that had to do something. And that just kind of resonated with me. And I think it resonated with a lot of the other stories we had to tell, like they knew that the weight was on their shoulders to be, better. And in terms of this sense of identity, I think when we talk about um, Devadric Ponder, who's also from FSU, he worked very closely with um, his community. He was the, he was a part of, he was the director for the Coalition of Black Organizational Leadership at FSU, and he was also very heavily involved in the Black Student Union. So I think that, oh, and he also is an African-American um, studies minor. So I think that that sort of identity helped him help his community. He says that he wants to be a voice for the underrepresented. He wants to work in like a student affairs at a SEC university, just kind of helping these students. And I think that's something that also translated with Yasmin. She's also African-American studies, a minor. She loves fostering these conversations and, um, you know, being able to to kind of expand your self-identity, which is what college is really all about. One of the students in your story um, is a non-traditional student, and she arguably has one of the most interesting stories here. Um, I'm talking about Jeanette. It's really difficult sometimes for people to go to college if they're first generation, and it's even more difficult for them to go back if it didn't work out the first time. Could you just tell us Jeanette's story? So she she started her story with she made it to her first college campus in the fall of like 2006. So she was just freshly 18. She had a garbage bag full of clothes and just kind of her personal documents. Later on, she told us that she, um, her mom abandoned her when she was 12 and is a very critical age. She entered like the foster care system and eventually aged out of it, which is what pushed her towards um, college. So within that first year that she was in college, she ended up withdrawing. She joined AmeriCorps to teach and then she became a mother. She moved to Florida and she married. She had three kids. And then somewhere along her third child kind of entering the age of kindergarten, she she decided to return to school um, with the goal of kind of like becoming a teacher. That's what she wanted to do and started at a state college at Seminole State College. And she kind of had a bad experience in the sense of like an academic advisor was like, why are you coming back after so many years? And they were just kind of like, you failed once, like you can fail again. But she, she proved them wrong. She got a 4.0 GPA and she transferred to UCF. And once she made it to UCF, she was kind of 
that's where she felt kind of like out of place. She's like, there's, this is a big university. Like, this is not just a state college. There's like traditional students here. But then she kind of found her niche. She became a McNair scholar. She joined research programs. And now she, she was even offered a job at the Seminole um, County um, as a teacher. And one of her best quotes was, we asked her what her greatest achievement was. And she, she said that it was, you know, breaking this generation generational cycle for her children her children are all decked out in night gear the fact that she can see her kids and see that like she's breaking that cycle by being like the first gen student her kids are not going to be that they're going to have a guide they're going to have a roadmap 